This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. With your hosts, Dallin and Kyler, we're here to share the moments, magic, and memories that make films so special. Many focus only on what there is to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope the time we've taken brings just a little bit more joy into the movies that you watch and the world around them. Detrimental question. I, I would assume so. That's usually how we start these. Is we have a, right. like an earth-shattering question that yeah. must be answered. Kiss, of course, Ma- oh. kiss, Mary, kill. Okay. Okay. Keanu Reeves, Ewan McGregor, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> this always happens. Every time someone comes up to me with a like a an innocent little like thing like this, like this little game, I always overanalyze the heck out of the whole thing and. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Keanu Reeves, Ewan McGregor, Bradley and Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yep. Uh, Mary Keanu. That's he, that's pretty good. He'd one. treat me right. Yeah. Um. And you're probably gonna be sad by this, but I think I just find Bradley Cooper more physically attractive. You're gonna you're gonna kill Ewan. You're gonna kill Obi Wan Kenobi. <sighs> Well, it's it's process of elimination, right? True. Yeah. Like I don't want to kill him, but I have to. I'm obligated to do so by this the rules of this game. Yeah. And and I would, well, I mean, I don't know. I th- I think it's kind of a toss up between Ewan McGregor and yeah. and Bradley Cooper. But. See, the thing is, is like it's hard for me too. I think I would uh, marry you and kiss Bradley and kill Keanu. I know. I know. You I, you kill you kill Keanu. But the thing is, would I be able to? <laughs> Well, see, here's here's the other thought. Is like I know the least about Bradley Cooper, mm. so maybe I'm just the least attached to him. So it would be the easiest for me to kill him, you know? Right. So so maybe I maybe I'd, I'd kiss you in, instead of instead of killing him. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of toss up. Maybe I mean, it just it, depends on how I'm feeling that I day. I mean, if you kiss Bradley Cooper, would you just be thinking you were kissing a raccoon? Oh, I forget he plays Rocket Raccoon too. <laughs> yeah. oh, man, that that complicates things. See, now we're back into it. Now, I, now I have to consider more options and more variables, and I got to do some more mental arithmetic. And I'm really bad at that. So, yeah. oh. I wish there was some pill that could make me better at it. Uh, yeah, it's called Adderall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's called medicating your ADHD. <laughs> I, I tried it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a decent option. I probably should give it a whack. Yeah, give it a. I was gonna. I I was trying to think of a figure of speech. And nothing came. <laughs> anyway, so Bradley Cooper, drugs. What do those have in common? Um, he was an alcoholic. What, wasn't he in the Hangover movies too? Yeah. There's. The, I'm sure. That, that was a dark those. moment. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to focus on Bradley Cooper's alcoholism. But <laughs> <laughs> this is we are. <laughs> Of like two minutes in, we are spiraling yeah. down. We are just plummeting. No, today we watched a movie, um, one one that I quite enjoy, uh, called Limitless. Limitless, yes, we did. Limitless came out in 2011. It is PG-13. It stars Bradley Cooper, Anna Friel, Abby Cornish, and Robert De Niro, and it's directed by Neil Berger. Yeah. Aside from Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro, I don't really recognize anyone else in this whole movie yeah it's kind of fascinating i think abby cornish if i'm correct i think she's in the new jack ryan show 
Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, I mean, you you remember uh, me watching the Jack Ryan show because it's when I lived below you, and I was oh, making, you were yelling at yeah, it. I was I was making a lot of noises, and you you, <laughs> you texted me, and you were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're good, buddy." And you're just like, "Oh yeah, I'm just excited." <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a little yes. Summary. For for those of you who haven't seen it, um, it was it was a while ago. Yeah, over what, what, twelve years ago now. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, time flies. Uh, real quick, I once saw, uh, uh, the other day I saw someone post this thing. They were like, if Back to the Future was made today, uh, Marty McFly would be going back to 1993. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, Limitless uh, Synopsis. Uh, in this essay, I will. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a little... I'm a little distractible today. I don't know if you've noticed. All right. Uh, facing unemployment and his girlfriend's rejection, writer Eddie Mora uh, is sure that he has no future. That all changes when an old friend gives him a drug that produces enhanced mental acuity. Stoked on the untested chemical, uh, Eddie rises to the top of the financial world and attracts the attention of a tycoon who intends to use him to make a fortune. But terrible side effects and a dwindling supply threaten to collapse Eddie's house of cards. Mm. As well as um, a bunch of people that he pissed off in the process. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of very dangerous people. Yeah, like Russians, right? Yeah. Why is it always the it's Russians? It's always man? the Russians. Is it just because of the Cold War? Is like, did we decide then that the Russians were evil and we'd never gotten over it? I mean, Russians are still pretty doing pretty. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's about all Russians. But the, the Russian, Russian state. The Russian state. Is doing some very problematic things right now. Yeah. But that doesn't like <laughs> that doesn't mean we need to portray all Russians as evil. Hey, <laughs> Pacific Rim did. That's true. They were some of the good guys. Yeah. The only bad guys in Pacific Rim were the aliens. Yep. They. I mean, although the Russians in Pacific Pacific Rim still had that classic ho ho ho. Well, I mean, that's just culture. <laughs> that's just their music. Yeah. As far as I mean, I'm I'm not very educated. I've never in, been to in Russia, the musical yeah. classics of Russia, but. As far as I know, that's how they're always portrayed. So it must be true, right? It must be. <laughs> but yeah, this... Uh, I was telling you that I don't know if I have fully watched this movie. I mean, I'm, I might have. Uh, like, I know I've at least sat through part of it. But uh, if I had seen all of it, it hasn't been for a while. Yeah. I, it also has been a long time since I've seen it. At least a few years. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say it was Billy who was the one who like sort of introduced me to this movie yeah. um i i think that's accurate but you were also saying that you thought john really yeah, liked our, this movie uh, as well. our friend john i think it was his favorite movie for a long time i don't know if it still is but like i know for yeah. a while it was his favorite it at least like made the rounds in our friend group yeah um i spent a lot of time at both of their houses really but i think i spent more time at billy's house towards like the later years of our of my my being living in an hour away in our friendship and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched a lot of stuff at his house, so I think that's where we watched I this. Mean, me too. Like, <laughs> I actually did watch a lot of movies at Billy's house. Um, and and like, I just honestly, I kind of wish I had to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. I, I I felt this uh, a while ago when we did uh, Secondhand Lions. Oh yeah. And I knew my sister Darcy was like she really enjoyed the movie, and I was like, man, I should have talked to her before we started recording because yeah, should have gotten her her input. But yeah, seriously. Um, 
Yeah, because it's interesting when you look at it and you think of a specific person when you mm-hmm. watch that movie. Yeah. And I know we've had a few people on who talk about these movies, yeah. but uh, if we're not able to have them on, it'd be interesting to get their perspectives. Yeah, at least, like, ask. Yeah. Talk to them. See what see what they have. Like, cause maybe they have a hard time getting here or, or, like, the schedule doesn't work out or whatever. Right. But, like, it'd still be good to know what, what they felt about it. Right, yeah. Um, because, like, for me, this is one of those movies that, like... I mean, I guess I do forget about it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a movie that happened. Just because it wasn't one that was super important to me or one that, like I said, if I had watched it all the way through, I can't remember. When, like, a lot of the stuff watching today was new to me. And so, like, but, like, I do remember other things. Like, it was funny. Most of the movie I didn't remember, but at the very end, I was like, this is vaguely familiar. So I yeah. think, <laughs> so I think I had watched it all the way through, but... uh yeah. It, it just it's been a long time. There's been a couple times where that's happened to me. I'll watch a movie that like I know I've seen before, but like I'm just sitting there in the middle and I was like, I don't remember any. Well, of I this. mean that's why we chose Source Code for our uh, episode yeah. zero, I guess. Yeah, because I I was like I know I've watched this, but I was like combining. Well, two no, or three o- movies. O- originally you said you hadn't seen it, and then right. as we were watching it, you right. were like, yeah. Oh, I have, I yeah. have seen this. <laughs> I, I think I was also kind of combining it with a few other movies in my brain, and I was just like. Associating events from multiple movies in the uh, same other Yellen Hulahey movies. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, if if the the Kiss Mary Kill had included Jake Yellen Hulahey, then ooh, that would have been a lot more difficult. <laughs> but we're not going to go back to that. No, I just I don't know if you picked up on it, but I picked those three because they were the, uh, the last leads of our uh, the last three movies, movies we did. Yeah. <laughs> There was a little thought going into yeah. that. This isn't our first Bradley Cooper movie, technically, because he's in A-Team. He is in the A-Team. He plays I, Face. I, I kind of, because I, I asked you before we started, I was like, is this our first Bradley Cooper movie? Like, I sort of forgot. We did. Yeah. The, well, not I didn't forget that we did the A-Team. I forgot that he was uh, Face in A-Team. Yeah. But see, I still know his name. And it was, it was around the same time, because I think A-Team was 2011 as well, if I'm correct. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so usually I mean, you're pretty good. With, I mean, this with was that kind of stuff. this was kind of the peak time for Bradley Cooper. This was when yeah. like Bradley Cooper was in a lot of things because I think also like a year after this, I think it was Silver Linings Playbook book that he did with Jennifer Lawrence, which I've never seen, but I've heard it's a great movie. Yeah, um, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so like he was peak Bradley Cooper, I guess you could say at at that point where he was just in everything. Because like honestly, he lately hasn't been in a lot. Like he was mm-hmm. in Stars Born, and of course he's Rocket Raccoon. And, yeah, and he's directed some things, but he's not like like back in. I feel like this era, he, if there wasn't a movie with Bra- up. If, if there wasn't a movie with Bradley Cooper, it, you know, you'd be concerned. Kind of like, kind of <laughs> like. I mean, it might still be going, but like how Tom Holland was in like everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he hasn't like the past like couple years. He hasn't been in something. Yeah, or I guess Uncharted came out. Last year, didn't it? Or no, it came out twenty twenty one. I don't know. I can't remember. Regardless, but, but like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see these actors kind of go through like their phases, phases where yeah. they sort of just like, yeah, every put this guy in everything. Because I feel like every big actor has that like phase where it's like we'll put him in everything, and then it's like it's not necessarily that they're forgotten about. It's just another actor comes in and. Bradley Cooper is like uh, not sidelined, but they're just like okay. We He's gotta... not the cool guy anymore. <laughs> right. He's the normal guy. Well, and then now nowadays Bradley Cooper gets to do things that he wants to do rather mm-hmm. than just you know what the yeah. studio wants him to do. Like with Star Is Born, he directed and I think he wrote that movie as well huh. and starred in it. I I know Allie watched she watched it on a plane oh, next yeah. to me and I slept. <laughs> 
that was a sad movie. I watched bits and pieces of it, and yeah. I think I put in like one of the earbuds for part of it yeah. too. But well, and uh, I was sleepy. I mean, the song, the uh, yeah, the she has shallow. She has that on her on her playlist, and yeah. I was driving with you the other day, and you have it on your playlist. It's, it's a good song. It is a good song. It was yeah. played a lot on the radio when it came out, but yeah. I hey, and this is why. <laughs> This is why I like that song, probably, because yeah. I don't listen to the radio. I haven't for many years, and I'm better, far better because of it. Yeah, and it, I think Jess is, uh, it's not that she doesn't like the song, it's just she, she did listen, does listen to the radio, and she was like, it was just on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but It's you, like, like, people sometimes make fun of me for having the song Fireflies in my favorites playlist. Oh, gosh. And I unironically like that song, but it was played... To death. Yeah. For like 10 years. <laughs> I remember my school bus, she had a speaker on that. I don't think all school buses have speakers, but she played like the radio on the yeah. speaker and that song came on. And oh, every time everybody's just like, Ugh! Yeah. <laughs> Enough with the freaking well, fireflies. It, it, it kind of turned me off of the band Owl City until Wreck It Ralph, When Can I See You Again? When mm. Can I See You Again? Uh oh. Uh, but. I mean, you know, there's one thing I really like about Bradley Cooper is yeah. I think this is kind of the appeal to him is there are some actors out there like you watch Tom Cruise and he's pretty much Tom Cruise in every one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Like his movies are great. Like I love Top Gun, Mission Impossible, all that stuff, but he's pretty much Tom Cruise. Bradley Cooper does a pretty good job at being someone different in each of his movies. I mean, you look at like Rocket Raccoon, that voice is completely different than his actual voice yeah. it's like the gruff I don't well know. yeah to be fair yeah, like, like even just now earlier yeah. where i was like oh yeah he's he's rocket raccoon like yeah. i very routinely forget that he plays rocket yeah and like it, there was a time where we were playing a game where we were like trying to impersonate different people and yeah. someone was like being bradley cooper and they did a, a rocket raccoon impression i was like what <laughs> and like, then i was like wait no he is yeah he's a rocket raccoon <laughs> now to be fair I think it is interesting that the two movies we've covered with him in it, he plays a pretty similar character he, he in does, a lot of ways. Yeah, especially like once he takes the the NZT, NZT in this, yeah, yeah. which uh, is most of the movie. So mm-hmm. the character he plays for most. Well, of the I time. think around this time too, he well, that's kind of what studios wanted him to be was the yeah. like good looking, you know, ladies man type of guy, you know. Yeah, um, and then he's branched out. Since then, yeah, like well, and I think, like I mentioned, Silver Linings Playbook, he did not play that kind of character in that movie, mm-hmm. and so and maybe I just need to watch more Bradley Cooper movies. Yeah, that would give me a better answer for the Kiss Mary Kill potentially. <laughs> I just got to do research. I got to do <laughs> peer reviewed research, Bradley Cooper research <laughs> for. I got to watch Mary all Kill. of those three people's movies that they've ever made, and then I can come to you with a with a, a write up, an essay. <laughs> Of my my findings <laughs> is is Nick Cage a good or a bad actor? I mean, out of those three actors, they all have pretty incredible movies. Like, yes, that is true. That is very true. Yeah. So, uh, the and there, of course, there's some duds out there, but I mean, yeah, there's. I mean, I feel it, like it happens. I feel like every big actor, like I'm, I'm trying to think if there's an actor out there that I'm like, they have, they have never a, been in a movie a, a that dud, was yeah. like. Not a master because, like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I, at first, I was gonna say Harrison Ford, but I'm like, well, just because I would watch anything that Harrison Ford was in doesn't mean it was necessarily yes. a, oh, I mean, because I just remembered when I think it's called Firewall, 
uh, it, it's uh, Harrison Ford plays this like bank banker, and uh-huh. he's like ahead of it. And Paul Bettany like kidnaps his family or something like that. And like it's whack, whack man. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I I know we like to to waffle for a while. Yeah, but that's part of the experience. We we yeah. like we're thinking about stuff. We're just thinking out loud. But this movie is is interesting in a lot of ways. Like it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it has been a while since I've watched it. Yeah, and and I think it's it's kind of fascinating to me because I didn't quite feel the same way about it that I usually feel right. with the movies that we cover on this podcast. Because there's been many times where I've watched a movie that I haven't seen in several years and I'm like, oh, right, this is why I love this that movie. This is so good, yeah. I this mean, movie's just, it's fine. Like, no, and I mean, and that was similar for me too, is, uh, like I said, I, uh, I probably the last time I watched it was like 10 years ago or something, you know. Yeah. And, and so watching again, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty decent film. You know, it wasn't anything mind-blowing i think or anything yeah that, uh i was like oh that is not one of my favorite films but doesn't necessarily need to be yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff that happens like there's still yeah. like most of the movie i was like this is really fun this is what i remember it being yeah. this is like this is exciting but there's also there's a few parts in the movie where like looking at it now and maybe it's just because i've gotten older or grown up or yeah you know, i've changed over the years but like there's a few parts where i'm like you know i don't know if that was quite necessary yeah right but I don't want to focus on that necessarily. So no, and so. like that—that's the thing for me too. Where like there were some things that I was, uh, well, there was one in particular that I kind of scoffed at. Where yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But uh, it, other than that, the whole movie, I was like, this is a pretty decent flick. It's one that I probably will watch again. You know, it's, it, yeah. if someone brought it up to me and was and was like, hey, you want to watch this? I'd be like, sure. Like it's yeah. not one that I would be like. No, I don't want to watch that ever again. You know, yeah. it's just it's an interesting phenomenon where like, and it's funny too. I kind of built it up in my head a little bit because I know that John and Billy and yeah. I've heard a lot of other people really praise this film, mm-hmm. really love this movie, and so I I think I kind of built it up in my head a little bit too. And then when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is fine. This is a, yeah. a good movie, and, but it's and to be clear, I don't want to say I was disappointed. No, 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 no. And I don't, I, I don't want to come off either as like, uh, it, like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I really love Limitless, you know, I don't want to come yeah. off as like, oh, you shouldn't like it or whatever, oh, you know, like definitely not. Yeah. And, and and to be fair, I'm also about to jump into a bunch of the stuff I really did like about this movie. Yeah, and still do like about this. movie. We just wanted to talk about how it was a little bit of an interesting yeah. phenomenon. That... And and also, like, <laughs> it is it is a good thing to sometimes be able to look at something that even though we enjoy it as a whole. It's not perfect. Right. But, regardless, we it's going to start sounding like we hate this movie <laughs> unless we start talking about why we like this movie. Yeah. So, one of the first things that I really enjoy about this movie, and I've, I've talked about stuff like this in a lot of different movies. I, I can't, I'm not necessarily, can't think of any off the top of my head. But I really like interesting camera work. Um, yeah. And this movie does that quite a bit. But one of the first things it does, I think it's, is it in the... No, it was we didn't. I was gonna say, is it in the menu? It probably is. This wasn't a DVD though, so you, we just did it right. on HBO. But I think it happens right at the beginning where uh, they do this effect where the camera is zooming, and then it will keep zooming, and it's like it's almost like you are with the zoom effect, you are traveling through a street, just yeah. like going all the way down, and it, you'll it'll go like miles. Yeah, and it's just constantly zooming, and it's 
it's a really fascinating just, effect because uh, it, it very clearly is like, okay, we're taking the camera and we're pulling the the folk or pulling the zoom in on this one point, but then as it gets to that point, as things start to like blur away, they'll insert a new take, like a new image that'll like fade into it. Yeah. So and it makes so it look it like it's that constant zoom. Yeah. And it becomes like kind of disorienting after yeah. a second. But it's like in a really interesting way. <laughs> well, it's an interesting way of... Uh, I've seen a few movies that try to uh, kind of look at New York in an interesting way. Yeah. And like, because New York's a big city. It's interesting environment and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think this was a really interesting way of doing that. Because it was just going through New York, seeing taxis and signs and restaurants and people and you know just like yeah because most of it was just like going down the street yeah and 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 i think the thing that was more interesting to me is that it was never a stationary image there was always people moving and cars like coming in and out and like doors opening and stuff like that and there's sounds and there's stuff happening but you're like constantly just moving through this city in like this I want to say, like, it almost feels like you're, like, astral projecting (laughs) through the streets of New York or something like that. Well, they they had a lot of interesting camera work and stuff like that. Like, when you kind of see his perspective when he's on the NZT, it's kind of this fisheye lens. Yeah. It's very gradient. You know, like, they bring the color color saturation way up. I mean, they do that when he first takes the drug, too. I mean, well, anytime he's on the drug, the color saturation is higher. I also thought it was fascinating. Um, I didn't notice this until we watched it today. But there's a few times before he first takes it where he is thinking back to, like, he's having flashbacks. Yeah. There's a couple scenes where he's, like, thinking about his ex-wife that he was married to very briefly. And there's something else. I don't remember exactly what that was. But both times those happen, it's the same, like, really hypersaturated color grading. Mm. And so... It's. I think it's almost like looking through the eyes of nostalgia, where it's like everything was better back then. Right. And then he takes the NZT, and it becomes like good now. So I don't know. That was just a little detail, but I like. I like you know those those little nuggets. Yeah, and and just like the different things, like they do a really good job at getting into his head, getting mm-hmm. into like what it's happening to him like yeah. he's just sitting back in his chair and he's looking up at the ceiling that has a kind of looks like a a waffle like uh style yeah. of, I, uh, I don't know how you would necessarily yeah. describe it but it's it's like i don't i don't, I don't know but it's it's yeah. like there's a bunch of little squares almost on and the so ceiling I, I think he's doing like the stock market stuff right he's thinking yeah. about that and so you see like the stock market like numbers going through yeah they'll like, like flip out yeah and then you can see all like the the codes and then the the like price and like yeah. all that kind of information and i can't remember exactly I don't know anything about the stock market <laughs> me neither um but there's also a moment too where uh, i can't remember exactly when but when all these numbers are popping up around him where he saw like they kind of was that like, what he was writing or is oh, that, it was when he was writing. Yeah, when all those letters. letters start falling yeah, it was down. The letters. It, I thought yeah. that was really interesting because yeah. it's like he because so so for context, he he's a writer and he's been struggling to do pretty much anything. Like we've seen this a lot. To it's, it's, it's a trope, but it works. It's a trope, um, and it's something that happens in real life. Yes. Oh no. I <laughs> like I I'll get to it more, but like I I think one of the reasons why I enjoy this movie a lot is because I actually really relate to him and yeah. in a bunch of different ways, but. Well, we'll get to that. Um, he's really struggling to write. He has like a contract to write a book for a, a publishing company, but hasn't been able to write a single word. And he's like already beyond his due date for like the first 90 pages or something like that. And then his girlfriend leaves him because she's like, hey, I can't keep cleaning up after you and paying for your life and 
yada 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 and all that stuff. Stuff that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it all makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't blame her at all. Yeah. And and honestly, he takes it pretty well. No, he does. Well, and it kind of shows too, like uh, how good of a guy he is. At like he, yeah. he's a pretty decent person. And I'm not saying that the drug necessarily it doesn't turn him really into a bad person. Well, it, it just it gives him this like confidence. Yeah. That he doesn't normally have and he's not used to it and he kinda of, I think he right. kinda of like overcompensates with it. Yeah, but like I mean, the thing is is like right after their breakup she's about to leave and she uh he's like, Oh, you didn't even tell me and she goes, Oh, I got it. I got the job and he goes, Oh hey you know yeah, he, like she just broke up with him and he's still like sweet. Yeah, That's he's still awesome. happy for her. Yeah. He still like wants her to be happy. Yeah. And like he even straight up tells her he's like, I I love you. Yeah. Like I still love you. And she's like, yeah, but I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And it seems like she also still loves him. Well, I mean, you see some of the the crap that she puts up with, you know, like yeah, like and like she ends up taking the drug herself because she went to go get the drugs for him so he could yeah. And so she she experiences yeah. what it's like. Yeah, and then like, she was like, I don't want to keep doing this. This isn't yeah. me. And, she, and he goes, Oh, but it is. It is you. And she goes, No, but it it's yeah, it's not. And. And so, and at the very end, we see that she's with him again. Yeah. Because he is uh, apparently off of it. He's able to get off it. We think. We think. Maybe. I mean, that we'll was one see. thing that, because like I wrote in my notes, I was like, it's interesting that he's still, he was able to wean himself off, but he still has that capacity to like tap into that stuff. Yeah. And at the very end, she, he speaks in, uh, I think it's Chinese. I think so. Yeah, I, I would. I would be inclined to guess that that was like Mandarin Chinese or yeah. something like that. But and, I don't know yeah. for sure. And uh, she kind of looks at him, and I think he goes, "What?" And then it cuts to black. It like, yeah. <laughs> and so, it, I think it kind of leaves it open that yeah. you don't know if he is it's or is more open than I ever read it as yeah. in the past. I was always like, "Oh yeah, he's out of it." Yeah, and then now I'm just like, "Wait, but but is he? Is he though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know." <laughs> but. Uh, regardless, like he he is in the rut at the beginning, and then is approached by his uh, ex wife's brother in law. Yeah, no, his ex wife's brother. So his ex brother in law. Right, right. Yeah. His yeah, and then he was. Uh, it's heavily implied that he was just a drug dealer before, and might probably still is. Yeah. In fact, I think he straight up even says, like, you still dealing? And he's like, no, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And then gives you know, him drugs. Well, he, he said I'm above that. And I think it's because he's selling... NZT. Yeah, NZT. Different drugs. $800 a pill. Yeah. And then, yeah. So he, he gives him one pill. One single pill of NZT. Well, and he only takes it because he's, like, kind of, like, depressed. And yeah, he's like, you know, how much worse could it get? I might as well. And, like, he's... Eddie isn't that unaccustomed to substances. Like yeah. he, he is very clearly like an alcoholic or, or well, having he's, trouble he's with that. He's smoking cigarettes. And yeah, yeah, he's 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 d- probably done quite a few things. Because yeah. like there's also several scenes where he's like in parties and just like doing like hanging out with people and, and we who knows what happens there. Cocaine probably, <laughs> but like regardless, he he he's like you know might as well. What the heck? I'll try it. And he he takes it and by the time he gets up to his door. Like, uh, this is actually my one of my favorite parts in addition to, like, the zooming through the streets is, and, like, I think you put it pretty well, is, like, sort of putting us in his head. Because there's a lot of internal monologue that we hear. Yeah. Um, but this scene is really interesting because he gets up to the stair, to, up to his room. His landlord's wife is coming out of her door that's, like, right next door to his. And so he gets in an argument with her and she's, like, yelling at him because he's not paying his rent and whatnot. And then he, he's, it sort of, like, starts to fade out. 
and then the colors come up and you hear this like Ooh, sort yeah. of sound in the background as like things are rising and then he, he turns and he looks at himself walking up the stairs yeah that was a and fascinating then, like, thing they come together into one being and he's just like looking around and I think we sort of mentioned this before I think it's with Sherlock yeah. where it's like almost the the um, the psych effect where he's looking around in his environment and he's seeing things and it's almost like highlighting them for you. Yeah. And so he looks into her bag and he sees a a like is it a law textbook? Yeah. So uh, that uh, he had happened to look at and and flip through years ago. Years ago while he was in college. Yeah. Um. And so then he he like stops her mid sentence and like just starts coming like he just starts pulling all this information out. And just like weaving together this this conversation, um, uh, to, and to help her through exactly. Yeah. Like he he brings up the book. He brings up the fact that she's a law student. She said, "How'd you know that?" And he's like, "Well, I just sort of like figured it out." And then and then like he keeps going. And then she she goes from being like really upset at him to being like, "Oh, interesting. Like what's yeah. what's going? Like he's offering me actual valuable information about the thing that I'm studying." Yeah, because he was like he was like, "Oh, I'd try a different book if you want to." pass like because yeah. he, he was giving her like unique he's like everyone uses that yeah he was like if you do this you'll be unique and uh you'll stand out yeah and he also brought up the fact that he's like yeah so some people think that the guy who wrote this book uh couldn't actually have written it and so it gives credence to the the idea that like his sons actually wrote it and if you in, you could actually message them and interview them and then you have unique perspective into that that yeah. nobody else would have and so i i thought that was really interesting yeah now here's one of the parts where I, I kind of bring up the, the, like, maybe it didn't quite age so well. Right. Um, and it's a little bit of both. Because he then, like, literally immediately after breaking up his girlfriend and knowing that she's a married woman, um, goes into her room, helps her write her paper, but then he sleeps with her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so, and that's the thing, too, is it shows a few times that he does yes, a similar yeah, that's, that's thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, that just the fact that, like... It, it portrays this drug that, like, makes him this, like, hyper-attentive and, like, like super-thinker person. He, he, I think at one point he even says he has an IQ in four digits yeah. or something like that. And he's just like, yeah, how did I... He, he's this super-intelligent person because pretty much what the drug does is it lets you... It says it lets you have 100% control of your brain, which we have we already have that but yeah. it's fine it was a trope that happened in a lot of movies it's okay we'll yeah. move past that but like i think the most interesting thing is he's like when he mentions the book he's like yeah how did i know that i saw it once when well, i wasn't I, even paying attention to it years ago and in he, college. Recall, he he recalls a memory and he was like i i just recalled a memory that i don't even remember i had yeah i didn't know i logged that i yeah. guess i just didn't have access like yeah the 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 fundamental premise of the drug is really fascinating where it's just like imagine everything you've ever seen was fully available for you at any moment to just pull out that information well like i said it's like extreme photographic memory you know like, yeah like because like i was I, I thought about it and i was like i mean i guess that kind of makes sense if you were able to recall like because, like, I've picked up random books in the past before. I don't it's remember like, what any of them say. but It's, like, like transient memory almost. Yeah. Because, like, he, he just, he it not only remembers everything he's ever seen, but, like, he's able, the way he sort of describes this conversation, he's like, I'm just grabbing 
random bits of information from here and there, like a random article I read or, or this thing that I saw in the news for a second. And it's just like amalgamating it all together into a cohesive thought. Yeah. And it's able to like come across and be intelligent. Right. And, and so like, that's a really cool thing. But like, as you were talking about, it's kind of diminutive to like, yeah, have it, have it show like, Oh, so he's super smart now. So he can land. It's, it's, I think it's a little bit reductive. Yeah. Like I'm now going to use this power to bed women. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, he does say, you know, we did actually unironically work on the paper. Yeah. And, and it was really good paper. Right. He just, yeah, then after that, you know. Well, and that, that's the thing too is it's not just because of this, but like I, I was going to say that for some reason this movie really comes off as 2011. It just, like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it was like, it's just a little bit of a different time back then. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 12 years ago, so. Yeah, <laughs> I know we already brought that up. Jeez. Yeah, so like it's just an interesting thing to like. You you get this with any movie, and we've brought it up before, but like mm-hmm. how like different it was. Like even yeah. twelve years twelve years ago doesn't seem that long ago, but yeah. a lot of things have happened in twelve years. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to look back on how things were made, how like the tropes that they had back then, you know. Because I feel like in a lot of movies, uh, in like that time mm-hmm. I, i'm saying that time as if it was a long time ago uh, but like uh in that era i guess I mean, about half of our lives yeah mm. yeah because yeah, i was what, like 16 17 in 2012 so a little less yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, um, we'll call it uh two-fifths <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's just like when they made movies back then it was kind of a thing that happened you know the 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 Good-looking guy got with a girl, you know. It, yeah, I, I think mean, I, I think we sort of talked about this sort of this this like thought uh, when we when we were talking about um, James Bond. James Bond, yeah, because mm. because I brought up the fact that it's like he had that really tender moment with uh, Felix. Felix, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that just it feels so out of place for a James Bond movie, but right. in a way that I actually really like. Like right. I felt like it was a really good evolution of that character into something that I think is more valuable. Right, and it, it's also more valuable too that we see he, he still kind of has that womanizer stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, not to keep talking about James Bond, but he still kind of has that womanizer stuff, but it's just evolved into an area yeah. where it makes more sense for this time. Yeah. And so watching a movie like this that's back then where we didn't really necessarily think about that kind of stuff back then. Yeah, it was it was more just like, yeah, you just do that. Well, it, it, it's just like a, a, a beautiful guy, beautiful girl, they get together. Makes yeah. sense, you know? Like, and, I, and I think we can be like, you know, we can be, we can throw them a bone and be like, well, let's assume they both thought this through yeah. and decided they're both consenting adults and they can do that. Well, and I mean, there was <laughs> one line that he said when he first ran into his uh, landlord's wife. He said, my landlord's young wife... So I think yeah. it implies that she's with him for not great reasons. Yeah. But, but regardless, uh, after he does that, uh, he then goes back home. And while he's still on the drug, he's he's able to, like, he looks at it and he's like, I can't believe I actually live here. Yeah. Because it's, it's pretty gross. And, like, it doesn't seem that gross beforehand. And that could actually be, like, a clever little trick to be like, we actually won't make it that bad while he's... Like in this normal state of mind where he's right. just like kind of stuck, but then when he's in this heightened sense of mind and like he has more co- like collection of himself and is able to see how bad it actually is, 
then we make it look real gross. Well, it's like, uh, <laughs> have you ever had the sensation where, uh, like, you, you're you living in your house, so you're, mm-hmm. you're accustomed to all the different smells and things all the time. Yes. But, like, someone who isn't there, someone might be like, oh, what is that? And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, that would oh, that would make me feel bad. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, but you're like, uh, like, like I'm saying, uh, like that, that's just a hypothetical. Like I've been yeah. in similar situations like that where, like, yeah. maybe I enter someplace, I'm like, ooh, or I'm like, maybe you don't necessarily say it out loud, but you're like, yeah. that's an odd smell, or like, yeah, or or or, or something where like you smell something or see something that they're like, what. And then, yeah. then they just hadn't because, or I've even done that before where it's like a good smell, like a candle was going. And while I'm here at the house, I don't realize it. But then I leave for uh, like a few hours and I come back. And even though the candle's been gone, the smell had been. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a thing. And, yeah. And, and, and so like I come back and I'm like, oh, I can smell it a lot better now. Yeah. Because, we'll like, yeah. we'll tune out things that we're used to because like that information isn't really necessary to us anymore. I think well, it's most prevalent with and, smells. And that was similar with this, where it, it seemed like a similar thing, yeah. where he was so he was used, used to, to living in this this messy house with all yeah. the dirt, the dishes being dirty. And now that he had this sink. kind of uh, heightened sense of things, he yeah. was like, oh, how could I live like yeah. this? So this is actually, this is one of those things that kind of makes me relate to it. Um, because ha- having like ADHD kind of feels like this a lot Yeah. where sometimes I'll be, I'll be at home and I'm like, all right, I, I gotta do these things and I'll just kind of get stuck in like this, this mental cycle. Uh, I, I forget there's a couple of names that get thrown around that I've heard. There's like doom scrolling and, oh, yeah. and, uh, and, and like hyper fixation on certain things. Uh-huh. But sometimes it's just like this paralyzing thing where you're just like, you you know all the things you have to do, and because there's so much, you get overwhelmed, and so you can't do any of it. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes it's like, okay, all right, I gotta just like I gotta clean the house, man. It's getting gross. I gotta clean it. And then it's fascinating how little times it actually takes to clean a house. Yeah. No, I've I've experienced that too. <laughs> like, cause I mean, we've talked about before. We both have ADHD. Yeah. So, um, but like I've experienced that before, where like. You know, it'll be time to clean the house and Jess will be like, okay, can you do this? Uh, sweep the floors, mop it, and stuff like that. And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever. You know, yeah, I, it's going to take hours. I don't audibly say that because that's... Yeah. You know, like, but like in my head, I'm like, okay, I just got to get it done so I yeah. get it done, you know? And then when I do it, I'm like, oh, that didn't take long. Yeah, like it'll take me like maybe two, three hours and I will yeah. have like vacuumed the entire house, yeah. made my bed, like put away my laundry... Uh, wash all the dishes, hand wash all the dishes that don't go to the dishwasher, like run a load, like taking yeah. out the garbage and like all that stuff. And I'm just like, wow, that did not take nearly as long as I, as I thought. And like, the, I think the other thing that's really, really interesting about that scene, it's just a little thing, but he, he cleans his house and you can clearly tell that he did not, it's still the same building. Like it's still the same room yeah. with a lot of the same stuff in it, but it looks so much better. Bigger because he too. just like, he just organized yeah. things. It's like it's the same desk, it's the same books, it's the same little knickknacks on the shelf. He just got rid of all the garbage and then organized it all, I, and it looks so much better. <laughs> yeah, I remember th- th- this phenomenon has happened to me a few times. Like uh, before, I met. J- I, I I'll just preface this by saying I'm not the most organized person at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so. Before I met Jess, there was this moment where we were living in the barn, yeah. and uh, Sierra, our friend Sierra, came up and was like, I'll help you organize, clean your room if you want. I was like, sure. 
And then when we did it, I was like, holy crap, I have so much more room and things like that. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then also when I was dating Jess, she did the same thing. Like she was like, here, let's organize and clean your yeah. room, get new things, you know, like move things around, sell things that you don't need, you know, give them to the, uh, uh, the thrift stores or whatever, you know. Like, do you do that thing that, that I do where you're like, oh man, this thing could be useful someday, so I got to yes. keep it? <laughs> Jess has been really good about being like, yeah. You, Sometimes she's gonna be like, all right, this is. I've been waiting to do something with this thing for two years. I got thrown away, man. Yeah, like hey, there's no. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and like even some things that are like my own choice. You know, it's like uh, I made the decision to get rid of some of my Funko Pops because I had a lot, and yeah. we were. Uh, this was like right when we first got married. I was like. I could sell a, f- a few of them, get some extra cash. You know, like I said, this is yeah. my own idea. But even it being my own idea, I was going through them and like, oh, but I really like this one. But I really like, like oh, this is hard. Maybe, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like the kiss, marry, kill thing that I had in the beginning. It's a pretty <laughs> difficult decision to make. Yeah. But like, yeah, I have that all the time where I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll need this I in think, the future. <laughs> think about it now. Like, I think it's fascinating that the, the real, like, hook of this movie is just like, Imagine there was a drug that just made you function normally all the time. They were better with than normal. nothing in the way. Yeah, there's nothing inhibiting you from being the person you want to be. Right, and it's just like, man, if that's such like a, a wild, fantastical idea, then like, <laughs> oh, what kind of world do we live in? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Uh, I was talking with you while we were watching it. Uh, IMDb has the little uh, genres, like yeah. it tells you what genre the movie is. And this one says sci-fi thriller. I'm like, is this sci-fi? <laughs> I definitely wouldn't call it, qualify it as sci-fi. Yeah. So I like, don't, I like, because it. I mean, like, I was trying to think about. it. I was like, there's not really that many sci-fi. The only science, science fiction related part about it is the fact that this drug exists. Yeah. But it's not like necessarily. I, I like. Well, I don't want to say it's not science because pharmaceuticals is very important science. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's not your typical sci-fi that you think. Yeah, because it's like, not I was, like laser guns. I was talking and... to you about. There's another movie where they use more than ten percent of your brain or whatever, called Lucy with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I actually don't like that film. But <laughs> she pretty much gets like superpowers. Yeah, she gets like superpowers and stuff because she can she's... time travel and like mutate her own body just yeah, because it's... she unlocked her brain or something. Yeah. And it's like And so I'm like that is more science fiction than uh yeah. just I'm I'm curious to know where that like myth kind of came up cuz I think it was probably just like a sort of like a misconception where it was Well, like... it's possible like like I I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh like about like the history of it obviously, but like you, we see it all the time in science and stuff where they thought one thing at first and then yeah. found out later that it... And so it's possible we actually did think that we only used yeah. 10% of our brain maybe, at one point. And it might be just a simple fact as, like, maybe there's only, like, 20% of our brain that's, like, actively doing things. No, and I think, that, I, think that's, I think that's what it is. I, I like Because I, I remember reading about it a while ago, and, uh, like, it's something like that where we don't use it all at once... Yeah, but we do use all of it. Yeah, and like, there's also a lot of other subconscious things yeah. that are going on. So like I I'm guess telling yeah. my my blood to pump or my lungs to breathe or my stomach to digest, but that's all happening. Yeah. So. Well, and I, I guess if you really think about it, 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 it was more scientifically accurate. Maybe he is using it all at once instead yeah. of you know. Like, well, I still think there is some like validity to that idea of like, what if we could just unlock the brain? Because. Yeah. There is a lot of stuff that goes on in a person's brain, and I can only come from my personal perspective. But, like, there's so many times, like I was saying, where, I'll, like, I'll be like, I 
have the desire to do this thing and I really want to do this thing and I know how to do this thing, but I can't get myself to do it. Yeah. Like I am stuck. Well, and have, you, have <laughs> you ever actually met someone with photographic memory? Like it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of nuts. there were some times when I was younger where I kind of thought like not photographic, but yeah, I, I described it as such because yeah. that's all I could really think of. Whereas like I can, I could think of something that I haven't seen in like years and I could draw it like yeah. on a piece of paper. And, well, and like I, I remember my dad telling me, he's like, "Man, like you can draw that after not having seen it or thought about it or anything like that." Yeah. And and oh, like actually, I think one of the most fascinating things to think about is just like Allie, my wife. Yeah. She tells me that one of the reasons why she doesn't draw is because she cannot picture people's faces in her mind. So when she if, when she pictures a human being. There's a body, and then it's just sort of like a, a bl- like blob or a blur around their face because she can't picture their face. Well, I, I can't remember who, where this conversation was coming from, but a little while ago I was having a conversation with someone where they were talking about how it's interesting that there are some people who don't think in pictures. Yeah. Like, I think in pictures. Like, I see yeah. when I think of a can of Dr. Pepper, I see the can of Dr. Pepper in my head. Yeah. There are some people who don't. And I was like, wow, that's... That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird for me to think yeah. about that. Yeah. There's some people who <laughs> either they, I, I don't know the exact phenomenon, but like they just, uh, they don't picture it, but they see like the word or yeah. they see something else or, but they don't picture the actual, like they don't picture a can of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Whereas I would. And so like. I'm, I'm curious because some people said this is kind of weird, but when you think to yourself, yeah. do you hear your own voice? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I do too, but like I, I've, I've heard I mean, that people sometimes they don't like necessarily hear a voice. Yeah, it's just like they they it, it, just the words sort of materialize in their brain. Yeah, but like when I think, I'm literally thinking in my own voice. It's like my like, eternal I'm, narr- I'm literally yeah, 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 like like in the movie, he's he's literally narrating to himself what's going on. Yeah, to sort of like make sense of it, and like I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, and like I even talk to myself as in like. You know, like, if I'm frustrated with myself, I'm like, okay, Kyler, come on, we can do this again. Yeah. I talk to myself as if I'm someone, you know, like... Yeah. And But, yeah, when I'm thinking, I hear my own voice. And part of that might be yeah. because I'm a comic book nerd and comic books always had an internal monologue. And so, mm-hmm. like... Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, but that's because it, it really happens. Yeah. People actually do that. Like, yeah. we, we're just two examples, but we both do that. But it's just <laughs> interesting to hear, like, how other people think of things. Like, it, it, it just baffles me that there are people out there who don't... Yeah have pictures it's in their kinda heads. It's kind of like, I don't know, this is this sort of like when we did the Lego movie and they were in Emmett's mind. Yeah. And then just like the hand appeared as he was thinking about it. Yeah. Like, have you ever done that? Well, I, when I was younger, I used to play with clay all the time. Yeah. And so I would sculpt things. And so oftentimes when I am picturing something in my mind, I am almost like using my, my brain hands <laughs> to sculpt a thing in my imagination and, like, when I'm going through, like, okay, man, like, this is a and d character I've been thinking about. Like, let me just think about how they look. And I will literally, like, pull bits off and, like, put bits on. And, like, I, I will actually take this thing apart and put it back together. But it's in my brain. <laughs> right. Like, it's almost like I'm building a figure or, like, a bionicle or, or sculpting clay or whatever. But it's like <laughs> I'm doing that. That's what I see in my head when yeah. I do it. It's so... Sorry. Like, this has been a, a, a big tangent, but... Well, no, and it's, I mean... It's I, fascinating. It, it, it is fascinating, because, like... I mean, you mentioned, like, D&D characters, and I, I... I've been... Like, when I think about my D&D characters and things like... And I'm trying to build backstories or things like that mm-hmm. for them, I naturally go to a more of a cinematic... 
thing in my mind yeah. where I'm playing scenes in my head of like what would happen yeah. to them. And so like I think it happens as well with like your different likes and interests and things. Like I'm a big movie guy, so obviously things would happen certain like that. You like the the building, yeah, building that, things, working yeah. with my hands. Like yeah, that's what that, I'm so that, used to. That's something that you do yourself. So there are yeah. other people that do those similar things in different ways, and yeah. so it's just fascinating to see a movie like this where he's unlocked the ability to yeah. do. No, it's more. It's also with, fascinating to like. Sometimes I feel kind of like this, like like he he is in the movie when he's on NZT, where it's just like I understand how things work. Sometimes well, I'm, I'm sure we've all had moments like that because there have been moments that like uh, I will like be at work and like I think I mentioned that I can't remember what in context it was but I think I mentioned it on the podcast before but like I was at Target working and these people couldn't figure out how to work this machine and I was like oh you just do that and they're like and then they did it and they were like how how did you know and I was like I don't know <laughs> I just I just, it just kind of figured it, out. it just kind of like I was yeah. like. Just kind of made like, sense at the time, like, and that, then like I think about it later. <laughs> Sorry for yeah, no, you're good, you're good. But like I think about it later, I'm like, how did I know that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, like that's why I I like to I love to build things. I've always liked yeah. building things and like making stuff. But I'm also like taking things apart because if I know how something goes together, I can understand how it works. Right. And if I understand how it works, then I know what to do with it. And yeah. so it's like. Sometimes it's really simple, but like there, there'll be times like I, I worked for Lowe's a, a couple of years ago where I, I just built like grills. Yeah, and and I, I, it was it was kind of fun because I was I just got to sat, sit there and build things, and it got to the point where I was like, man, I wonder if I could build this without instructions, and I did. <laughs> like I I was just like building all these different things just because I understood the fundamental like structure of how they were put together. Yeah, and how they were designed. And, like, that made me... I just really like being able to look at a thing and understand it. And, like... <laughs> sorry, this is still a big tangent. I'm just thinking... It's, it's fine. It's part of the experience. You don't have to pay for this. So I, I mean, was, I, I was going to say, you I think paid to be here, but they didn't. Galaxy Quest episode, I think that was mostly a tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's happened a couple, yeah. a couple times. But, like, I don't know. It, this is why we like movies. Cause well, they, yeah. They make it, us think about ourselves and our experiences in life and, and things that are relevant to them. Yeah, and so this movie made us think about the way that we think, and you know, because of the way that he thought in this yeah. movie and how it unlocked and those things. That's why we enjoy them. That's yeah. why I like to watch them. It it is interesting too <laughs> that I think that throughout the movie they did a really good job of being like, oh yeah, NZT is this this cool drug, I guess you could say. But yeah, it, it's still a drug. So so yeah, that actually this I think it's a really good tangent to or really good. Segue to jump yeah. back in to yeah. another thing that I, I thought was really interesting about this movie is there's a portion of time when he's on the drug where he is like just kind of partying and having a good time. Like he, yeah. he talks about how he's like, oh, I made a bunch of money and then uh, I decided I, to go partying with some new friends that I found and like yeah. we went to like Italy or something. Well, like the, the, the line that I like to say is he, uh, that I liked, sorry, the line that I liked that he said was, uh, my friends invited me to the beach, but the beach wasn't anywhere near here. <laughs> the beach was very far away. Yeah, the beach was very <laughs> far away. Yeah. So, yeah. And you just see him partying, having a good time, like, because of the drug. Yeah. That's what drugs do. Yeah. And, I mean, you even see, like, there was one moment where he was talking with uh, Lindy. Was that her name? or His L- girlfriend? Lindy. Or... Lindy. Yeah. Lindy. Lindy. Yeah. Interesting name. Um, but uh, he was like, no, 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 I'll stop. I'll get off of it. And I'm like, well, that sounds like kind of a... That sounds like something an addict would say. Yeah. And so, like, 
it's interesting. The NZT they still portrayed it. It is a drug. It is still yeah. a drug. Like well, and like you see this all the time with people who have uh, struggled with substance abuse and things like that. Yeah. Where once they get off of it, it's like it shuts down their bodies. It does things to it where like their body isn't yeah. used to not having it anymore. And yeah. so like it, it's interesting that they didn't shy away from like like. Oh, don't like they. they I, I feel like they didn't want this movie to be like, oh, go take drugs. It'll drugs make it, are cool. It'll make you cool. Like yeah. they were like, no, it is still a yeah, bad time. They, but they, there was, a, there's a good portion of the movie where he's like struggling to find more because he's going through withdrawals, and the withdrawals are like really significant. Well, and he, he, he gets talks super to bad his... migraines, which like I also get really bad yeah. migraines a lot. But that's because my neck is kind of messed up. So <laughs> I was in a car crash a couple years ago, but like. I can tell you from from waking up in the morning having a migraine and like not being able to get rid of it all yeah. day like I can't do things you can't function yeah. <laughs> well and he talks with his ex-wife who we find out also was also to, on it yeah and probably so, because of her her brother who yeah was a supplier for it <laughs> and and so like and you see she's like oh yeah I felt great but then I got intimidated then I got I, I like she's like a person's brain can't keep doing this yeah and, and, and then she said, when she start, stopped taking it, she got sick, and now she can't really comprehend things. She, yeah. She's having a hard time processing like stuff. constant and, brain fog. Yeah. And so... Uh, she, I think the, the analogy I used when we watched that scene was, yeah, imagine just like putting nitro through a standard engine. Yeah. It'll go real fast till it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting, like, we talked about this a little bit, but like how at the end, he seemingly says he's off the drug, but he yeah. still is retaining some of the effects but then at the same time you're like but is he yeah and and i think there is there is a, a a very like believable line of reasoning where you're like no he's definitely just like if he's if he's with what he says to um van loon yeah the de Niro. The, the yeah de Niro's character the the big like hedge fund guy or no he was he was the the guy who he the, he was the, the uh, eddie was the hedge fund guy yeah. and he was helping van loon Merge two giant companies. Yeah. Sorry. Regardless, um, Van Loon's like, hey, pretty much trying to like uh, blackmail him into because uh, Eddie's becoming a senator or is a senator. Uh, maybe he's like running for an, a second another, another term. to get reelected. Yeah. But uh, uh, Van Loon's like, yeah, I know about your drug use. Like, I know what it does. I know that you have to have it. And like, he's like, well, well and I like that line too, where he's like, when did you find out? He goes, it doesn't matter. I know now. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I'm in the pharmaceutical business. I now own the company that you used to make your drugs. Yeah. And he's like, I shut down your lab. And then, and then Eddie's like, Yeah, but what if I had like two or three, four labs? Like, I, I've, I've been doing this for years or a year. Yeah. Like, imagine all the things I could have done. And so he's like, I could, I could have had multiple labs set up. I could have a huge stash. I could, I could have. He, he even talks about. It. He's like, I, given my time and assets, like I could have worked through a lot of the kinks in this. I could have perfected the drug. So maybe he did. Maybe yeah. he says he's off of it, but what he actually did is he still takes it, but there's just no side effects. Yeah, like maybe, or, or he has or to take he it less often. You know, yeah, like, or like maybe he can take it once a week instead yeah. of every day, or or like I don't know, once a month or something like that. Yeah, and so it's like maybe he's just perfected that drug, and so he's still on it, but like it's not the same, right? So I don't know, but it, it, it's also interesting too how like uh, when his ex brother in law. Tell, uh, like was explaining the drug. He's like, it works better if you're already smart and stuff yeah. like that. Well, and, I I did like that because 
Because there's also, when you kind of look at it, like, he's he's an intelligent guy. He just is in a rut, like, at the beginning. Like, he's just stuck. He, yeah. he was smart enough and good enough that he got a book deal. Yeah. Like, he was signed on for a book. He just wasn't able to write the book. And, like... He was he was an, a, an appealing enough person to get this successful girlfriend who loved him and he loved her. It just he got to this point where he he was stuck like he couldn't get out of that. Yeah. And so he wasn't a worthless piece of garbage. Like yeah. he didn't cheat his way there. He got there. He just had problems. And then the drug sort of helped him eliminate those problems. And then the pro the, the issue after that was getting off the drug pretty much kills you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Or, like, in his ex-wife's state, you know, just kind of ruins her brain. Yeah. And, like, that kind of makes sense because it's like, you know, the drug is really cool and it makes you have full function of your brain. But when you're not on it, it's almost like you have no function of your brain. Well, like you said with the car analogy, it's like you put nitrous in the regular engine, you'll go fast, you'll win. (laughs) Boom. And then you have no car. Yeah. Goes goes kaput. Yeah. So, it's it's fascinating. And it's it's a really interesting look into... I think another thing that that I it, it kind of went right over my head yeah. when I watched this the, the years ago. I, I watched it several times, but like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, but it's just how far people will go for something like this, right? Because it's little things like uh, the the ex brother in law saying, "Oh, it sells for eight hundred dollars a pill." Yeah, uh, and then um, he he uh, his brother gets killed in his apartment. While Eddie's out doing some errands for him. Yeah, all because they wanted to look Because for they them. wanted the NZT. Well, and you see the, the Russian guy who he actually ended up... Like, the Russian guy was coming after him because he didn't pay him off yet. Yeah. But he did pay him off. But the Russian guy but uh, the Russian guy found one of his pills, took it, and uh, liked it enough that he kept coming after him because he wanted more. Yeah, exactly. He already paid him off. He already... Yeah, he probably would have been gone. He probably settled for... his debt, yeah. Because you see him, he goes into the bank, he comes out with a big old envelope of money, hands it to the guy, and then the guy's like, I feel really good, man. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then he's like, oh, we'll see. We'll then see he comes I'm back gone. in like a suit. and so That was one thing I yeah. thought was funny. We, we didn't see a lot of people on NZT. I think it was just the Russian guy, Bradley Cooper, and the, the other guy, uh, uh, his the, brother-in-law. Well, his brother-in-law, I don't know if, I think he actually, it's kind of implied that he was on it, probably at like the yeah. the bar. No, and that's what I'm saying. Because, like, the state he was in at the bar versus when he goes to his house the next day. But, like, you see them in all these nice suits. It's like uh, the drug makes you want to wear nice suits, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how it works. Um, I want to look up his... I think it's... I want to say it's Anderson. But the the other company who uh, Van Loon is merging with... Yeah. um, He is... He's also on it. Uh, Oh, Atwood, not Anderson. Oh, the old guy is on it? Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't so, pick that up. No, yeah. no, that's that's why. So, so I, I I brought this up, but the the um, scary guy in yeah. the trench coat who's following him around for a lot of the movie, yeah, and then is the one who kills two people in the park. Oh yeah, actually, we didn't talk about that at all yet. Yeah, that's I, that's one of the movies that or one of the movies, one of the scenes in this movie that really stands out to me is um, Lindy is running away because uh, Eddie's having really bad withdrawals. And, and so the she only thing he can go, he, he goes to her office because she's, she's the only person he has in his life, really. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes to get his stash, which is at her house, yeah. not his house, which is a little questionable, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she gets that. She's coming back with it, but then she's being followed by the guy in the trench coat, who Eddie has run into a few times previously, has been chased by him. Yeah. Um, that guy doesn't want the NZT for himself. 
that guy is employed by Atwood. Because later, the same lawyer that Eddie uses to get out of the... Because they're, they're, during one of his like sort of blackouts, like jumping around for 18 hours, because that's one of the other uh, yeah. side effects of NCT. He was with a girl. He, that, he went, yeah. ended up with a girl in a hotel room, and then he actually saw that same guy, the trench coat guy, behind him, following him in the in the hallway. Before and isn't they went it the point room. the trench coat guy was the one that killed her? Yes, because yeah. he, he uh, Eddie ended up like on a bridge somewhere else, and he's like, what the heck? And then the next day he sees on the news that the girl he was with that he recognizes was found dead. Yeah. And he's like, did I do that? Like, what happened? And then it, he sort of realizes, like, no, that was the other guy he was looking for the NZT. Well, even the lawyer uh, that got him out of it, he was like, between us, were you there? And he goes, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, between the trench coat guy and the lawyer who helped him out to sort of get out of that whole situation, um, between all of them, I think that was all a ploy by Atwood to get the NZT. To get more NZT. Mm. In fact, maybe even at the very beginning too. Maybe it was still the trench coat and guy. So is that and I'm just piecing this together now. Is that implied why he died? Is because he was off NZT? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he couldn't get any more. Got it. Because because that's actually why at the end why Eddie is able to go up to trench coat guy yeah. and just sit next to him mm. at the hospital because he was he was like the assistant of yeah. of Atwood or, or whatever like I don't know if he's like a hitman or thug yeah. or whatever you want to call him trench coat guy <laughs> but like he was he was being he was helping out the guy who's now dead oh, that's why and so he walks up to him and he's like he's like he doesn't care about me anymore yeah because one I don't have the drug and his boss is dead the person who he was who's he's being paid that's why after their, the their meeting you saw the Robert De Niro and Bradley Cooper were talking about Atwood and he had a cane and stuff and mm. Bradley Cooper was like he's only like 59 yeah. 60 that he starts to piece it together there yeah. where he's like man he's not doing well for his age yeah and then the more he thinks about it he's like how many other like monumental rises to power have been because of NCT? Right. Because Atwood was able to like build this huge empire, but then ran out of the drug and then died. And also, that's why uh, his wife comes and he's like, yeah, he's in a coma. We have a full intent to sign off on this deal. And then literally the next day, she comes out like and leaks that this deal was happening. And then everybody starts freaking out about it. And then they pull out of it because yeah. she leaked it. Because it, it's, it was all a ploy to get to Eddie... Who the had NZT. the drugs? Yeah, like and I, I never picked up on any of that. Yeah, I mean, I there's <laughs> like like we're experiencing right now. Yeah. I am just figuring out some of that. Like I'm just like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and so several people are dead. Uh, his girlfriend almost died, all because this guy who was a big powerful man who had a big company wanted, wanted his NZT. Like I said, at the end of the day, NZT is still just a And drug. honestly, <laughs> that's fascinating because it's the movie opens with like, how could I miss something? That's what he missed. Yeah. What he missed is that like the guy who really wants all of his drugs is actually the guy who like he's not directly working for, but he's working for someone who's trying to partner and merge with this other guy. So it's like, wow. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that's another thing I love about movies, and we've talked about it a few times, is that you can find all these yeah. things after watching them a few times, and just like it, it's cool to be able to uh, like that the filmmakers put these things in for a reason, yeah. you know, and that uh, I mean, and also like this is just sort of uh, I guess maybe an intrusive thought or something like that, but like what if we we're just wrong? <laughs> That would be funny. That would be fascinating if, like, we lay out our whole theory and someday we actually get to talk to one of, like, the writers of the filmmakers and, like, yeah, no, that wasn't it. Or if they were like, oh, wow, that's a 
that's great, but that's not what we were intending. You're just like, wow, that's a good idea. I wish I had written that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be funny. That, yeah. Anyway. But, I mean, I, I do enjoy this movie. Like, yeah, I, well, I it's fun. I, I don't want us to, you know, from, like, when we were first talking about how it was different than some, I think mm-hmm. we just wanted to say that it's an interesting thing that sometimes it can just be a movie that's yeah. okay. Or, well, or a movie that doesn't slap us in the face like Dune. Or, yeah. You know, like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> we got started. The trailer yeah. came out a couple days ago. Uh, I was not okay. Yeah, but like it was, it was all because I was like so excited. Yeah, it does, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a movie that it, it is something that sticks with. I mean, not necessarily sticks with it, but it doesn't have to be our favorite movie in the entire yeah. world to be a decent film. Yeah, and to be enjoyable. Yeah, and and like uh, here's another thing. It's just like eventually we will run out of all of our favorite movies. Yeah. We we will we've already covered most of them probably, <laughs> like like there's there's a couple on the list where I keep looking at I'm like oh why haven't we done that one yet but yeah. but like we're getting through a lot of our movies that were like our top ten like whatever like our favorite of the best of the best for us right and and, and like we are still gonna have ones that uh, we do are surprised by you know yeah, thing, things things that like we're like oh I remember liking that but then we watch it we're like holy crap that's a lot better than I thought. Or we've never seen it, and we're like, wow, that's a lot better than I was thinking it was going to be. We're still going to have stuff like that. But yeah, it's, I mean, we've done 60 plus episodes now, and so. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It's kind of crazy to think how many we've done. So, 60 plus movies, if you really, well, and I guess, you know, we have some. Well, I mean, eight of those were, were a show. Yeah. But but still, it, but yeah. a lot of movies to go through, and we have a lot more planned. So this was a lot of fun. But anyway, yeah, like I, I hope, like I say this every time, we, we say this as much as we can. But yeah, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as as much of this episode was just filled with our tangential antics and <laughs> and, and ADHD thoughts just <laughs> popping out. Part of our charm, Dallas. Hey, it was also a topic of this episode. True, it wasn't directly related. But I think that's a funny thing related. too, where. Like, there have been times where uh, we end an episode and I'm like, oh man, we were on kind of a big tangent. Did that? And then uh, I edit the episode and I'm like, well, that had things to do with the. Oh, yeah, the, it's the, always the relevant. Yeah, it's always a relevant <laughs> tangent. And also, I've been told by a few people that they like when we go on tangents. Yeah, and well, so, that's part of the charm. Yeah. But we'll, we'll try to call it charm as long as we can. Right? We still want to be as uh, relevant to the movie as possible. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook. Yeah, check out things we we're making now. Some of our you know recent episodes, some of our older episodes. Yep. Um, you know, I've been going through a backlog and writing about them, and it's it's fun to look back and see where we were at and what we were covering, yeah. what we were talking about, and I try to bring that in whenever I can, like references back to our old episodes. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting to see that like our last May the Fourth episode was episode seventeen, and then this one is episode fifty four. You know, it is, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. it's it's towards the beginning of the year, so yeah. And this will be episode fifty five of our mainline episodes. Yeah. You know, like uh, of the movies and things yeah. that that aren't holidays or other yeah. special things. And regardless, but it's just it's been a great time, and we're excited to yeah. do more. Yeah, we hope you guys listen. Hope you come back again. Just had a crazy huge spike of listeners. That was pretty cool. It, pretty when about. I was looking through it, it almost looked like someone was going through each of our episodes. So that was yeah, that'd be neat. Whoever that was, hey, I hope we, you had a good time. We like you. <laughs> You're a cool person. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, as always, remember to watch what you love and to love what you watch. <laughs>